along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Well, good evening, everybody. Hi, how's everybody doing out there? Nope, it's not Van Helsing. It's the blonde bombshell. Oh, well, we're trying to get a hold of Ron. Don't know what's going on, but it's all good. It's all fine. I can carry us. It's all good. So we have a guest this evening that I was kind of scrolling through my Facebook one day, as I do, as we all do. And my friend Jason Baker, who we had on the show years and years and years ago when we first started, uh, he's an amazing uh, photographer and he does like abandoned house photography, but I think it kind of overlaps a lot into the paranormal. But anyways, he's fabulous. Check him out on Facebook. And he was talking about a group called Warner Paranormal Preservation Society. And I thought, oh, this sounds awesome. And they are nearby my neck of the woods down here in southeastern Massachusetts. So I thought, let's get a hold of them and see if they would like to come on our show. So I would like to introduce to you now tonight's guest, Matt Warner. Hi, Matt. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I was excited to see someone like in my general vicinity, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, I, I knew what kind of they were talking about <laughs> and where it, they were investing. It, you know it's i feel like we all just are so close to under the radar we're all there we just don't know we're all around each other at all times right 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 so you guys are is it is it abington or is it rockland i'm sorry uh we're kind of spread out across the south shore i'm located on the abington rockland line so it goes either way whichever whatever day i'm feeling i say i'm abington i say i'm rockland but <laughs> okay um, i work in abington live in rockland so um, we're right there, but our, our hub is in Rockland currently, our first location that we're working towards preservation and re- restorations on. Nice, nice. So you can you tell our listeners a little bit, so what are you doing, kind of what's your mantra, what are, what are you up to? So the, the Preservation Society was born out of um, my passion for history and architecture um, and with those things, usually the ghosts come too. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been a paranormal. I've been into the paranormal my whole life. I've been investigated for 20 plus years. And wow. I've always been just as fascinated by the buildings that we get to access. Um, and that's actually how Jason and I met was through that. And I've also done some of the urban exploring with him. And, and yeah. we go off and do that once in a while, which is a great fun. Mm-hmm. So for, for me to be able to combine all my passions and actually save these properties and bring new eyes to these properties and preserve them for generations to come has always been something that I've wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And this location that we're working with now in Rockland has been one that I've been working on, you know, in the background for almost a year, trying to get access to and kind of show these guys what I, what I want to do and how I do things respectfully and all that. Mm -hmm. 
it's wor- it's working out really well so far. We're we're very happy to be there, and everyone that we've brought into the building with us has had incredible experiences, and they've fallen in love with the location. That is awesome. So, so the name. Tell us the name of the the building. The building is Hartstuff Hall, mm-hmm. uh, named after General George Hartstuff of the Civil War. Um, the building was built in period of 1896. It was completed in 1899, and it was built as a meeting place for veterans of the war and their families, where they would mm. s- sit and share stories. And it was a community center uh, for you know the hundred plus years that it's been there. So it's awesome. it's seen a lot of activity. Uh, I know that they've had a few funerals in there way back in the day. Um, Quite a, quite a few things go on there, but it's an absolutely wonderful building. It's one of only five all wooden halls remaining in the state. Wow. And it's on the National Historic Registry of Deeds. Nice. That's great because when they get on that National Registry, they have some, I don't know if your community has a Community Preservation Act. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so fabulous to have that because it really. It's a big help. It, it, they can do so much more, um, the, the, the town with it than if they don't have it. And I wish we were in East Bridgewater and I wish they'd voted it in and they did not. And I was, I'm the president of the historical society in East Bridgewater. So I was really dismayed that they did not, I bet. In. but, um, it helps so much with, um, maintaining our historic buildings. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I'm so happy that you were able to get in there and bring and and you bringing attention to it is is fabulous because that's that's only going to increase, you know. Absolutely. And and it was it was a challenge at first because I feel. All these paranormal TV shows over the years, they give the non-believers a really bad idea of what the field is when it isn't Mm -hmm. like the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So a lot, there was some concerns that it was going to attract the wrong kind of crowd. And I had to assure them, you know, that's that's not how we do things and everything we do is respectful, but it's that's working great. out so far. That's I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. And I am told that Ron. Yay, Ron Kolek, Van Helsing is here. Ron. Yeah. Paranormal I, event occurred. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Your computer I, I just died? said the, I, I just did the first first no I just did the first show uh-huh. uh, with Steve and uh, they called me back and it, it rang but every time I hit the button nothing would happen. Oh no! <laughs> so I couldn't connect at all and then I tried to jump on the other computer and that won't even log. So like oh crap! Something yeah. paranormal's going on here. It's anyway, probably it's it's always demons. It's definitely demons. It's demons. No 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 not demons. <laughs> probably Steve. <laughs> But everybody says this team is. We were just talking about that the other day, I think on the last show, too. Demons. But, uh, yeah. Uh, how everything is always demon now. Mm-hmm. It's not just ghosts yeah, buzz- anymore. It's a buzzword. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yesterday I was talking with Jeff Belanger and we were discussing, because I've known just since, I don't know, 20 years now. And we were talking about, you know, how the ghost hunters first came out and how they used to just. You know, when they would go on, they would tell you if a place was haunted or not. And then eventually mm-hmm. everything became haunted. And eventually that wasn't enough. Everything became demons and mm-hmm. negative stuff and everything else. So it's, yeah, it's it's changed, but not for the better on, on TV. But anyway, uh, so I do apologize for being late. And uh, I was listening to you about your your uh, Community Preservation Act. Is is that what you you have or is it a little different? 
Uh, no, but uh, the, the town of Rockland does participate in it, so it's, they do get some assistance from that as well. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah what Matt sure. is doing is so they, they, he has like a paranormal team, but they're also mm. into preservation, preserving the historical sites. That's that excellent. Yeah. They also be haunted. Mm-hmm. So he is currently, we were talking about Heartstuff Hall, which is in oh, Rock, cool. Rock, uh, Rockland. Yep. In Rockland. So Rockland, Ron, is really close to me um, down here in southeastern Massachusetts. So. Yeah, everything's southeast or southwest of me. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> Ron's up in Drakeit. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything up in Drakeit. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> same. <laughs> I know, Ron. That's it. So how, so you've been working on getting into Hard Stuff Hall, you said, for a year. So mm-hmm. when you first... How did you get the idea to make this the focus of of your team at this moment? So I've known of the building for quite some time. A friend of mine, about eight or nine years ago, was able to get in there and investigate with the former group that used to run the hall mm-hmm. and had great experiences. And I don't live very far from it, so I've driven by it numerous times. And it's absolutely stunning building it's just beautiful and i'm like oh man i really want to get in there and then as time went on i had a friend who wound up becoming a member of the hall and um the group that runs the hall is the heart stuff memorial association um, which i'm now a member of also uh-huh. all of those men they also happen to be civil war reenactors uh that's oh, not cool. my thing so i'm, I'm not uh-huh. a part of that but they all do that so cool their whole their whole focus is the civil war history to it Mm-hmm. And he's he's one of these reenactors. So I, I kept pestering him. I said, listen, you got to get me in the building. You got to I just want to ghost hunt in there. I want to check it out. And <laughs> it, it got to like, yeah, they'll let you in, you know, just you know, got to keep it quiet. And I said, OK, and never wound up working on. I went through a few channels. I didn't get where I wanted to go and kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then over the uh, winter last year, uh, I saw I saw my friend and I said, hey, he said, oh, I got a meeting tonight. I said, well, you know what you need to do? You need to tell him that I want to come in there and do some events and make some money for them. And, he said, yeah, we'll see what happens. And that night it was like fate because they had their discussion and they said, we need to find ways to, you know, drum up some revenue for the building. Uh-huh. He, ra- he raised his hand. He said, I know a guy. And they said, well, you know, have him come to the next meeting. So nice. I, pre- I prepared a little uh, off the cuff type of speech. I went to the next meeting, explained who I was, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I had the support of 90% of everybody in the room. And then Excellent. for the next couple of months, I had to earn the, earn the respect of the other 10%. And now we're moving full speed ahead and everyone is happy. So awesome. it took some, it took some work, but I, I spent the last two years traveling all over the country, ghost hunting everywhere I could. And Ooh. I enjoyed every moment of it, but I'm tired and I wanted something at home and I wanted a different focus. Um, and this is what I needed. And it helps fulfill my desire to be able to give back and leave some sort of mark in the field. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So where have you, where have you been? I mean, <laughs> That's awesome. I oh. wish I could go all over the country ghost hunting. That sounds fantastic. Just all, oh, all, all coast to coast? or um, So last year I made it as far west as Arizona um, with my daughter. My daughter ghost hunts with me. She's one of my teammates. Oh, cool. Uh, Very cool. So she, she'll be 12 at the end of this month. Nice. Fun. She has a blast with it. We were, out, we were invited out to be a part of the Vulture City Paracon in Vulture City, Arizona last fall. So we went out for that. Um, we got to check out Vulture City Ghost Town. We did. We helped run the ghost tour event that night. 
Um, where else have we been? I'm trying to think as far west as I've been. I think that's as far west as I've been. Our, our next trip for next year is going to be California. We're going to check off some of the bigger bucket lists out there. Oh, fun. But I have done the Whaley House out in San Diego. I've done mm-hmm. Waverly Hills a couple times. I've mm-hmm. done Moundsville State Penitentiary, uh, Trans-Allegheny, um, Ohio State Reformatory. Pretty much all the uh, paranormal tourist traps. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, all my bucket list. I've been working hard at checking off my bucket list. And then I bought, been to a lot of other ones. Um, Detroit Sixth Precinct up in Detroit was fantastic. I loved that location. Uh, that's currently not not open right now. Uh, hmm. What was owner, it? Unfortunately. I'm curious about that. Yeah, what's that? The, the, so the Detroit Sixth Precinct was the, uh, it was, it's right in the center of uh, where the Detroit riots started in the 60s, or late 60s, oh, early yeah. 70s. It, it started right in front of this actual station. Mm-hmm. And the station itself has a very dark history. Um, there are pictures inside of National Guard shooting out the windows across the street at the riffraff that was going on. At one point, the city was so corrupt that they came in and, and they fired the entire staff of the 6th Precinct. <laughs> the, and it, it's got a, a, quite the history. And that place was so active. Uh, it's ext- we were there. In, I was there in July. It was extremely hot, like as hot mm-hmm. as hot gets. But mm-hmm. minus that, I had some great experiences there. Um, so and it's what, just what, one of those I mean, you say guys. extremely active. What, what are we talking about? So there's a shooting range in the basement there, and mm-hmm. they believe that there was some accidental things there. They believe that people were murdered in this building at some point or another. Mm-hmm. I had interaction Actually. with the spirit. We don't know. It's a lot of hearsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just never you never know uh, in Detroit or also in, in this station over there. But I had interactions with a male spirit that they refer to as Billy in the basement. He doesn't like women. And we were doing some dousing rods and some spirit box sessions. And we were getting that he was there and he didn't care for my questions. I kept asking questions like who he was, what he was. And I said, you know, were you, I said, did you abuse women? And he said, yes. And I just said, you know what? Well, you're a piece of garbage. I have no respect for you. Uh And then all, all the energy in the room changed real quick. And I felt very unwelcome. So Uh I took it as a sign. I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go upstairs. I do my thing up there. Um, then later on, this there was there's ten cells in there, five on each side in the cell block, and then at the very end of the, the hallway, there's a drunk tank. <laughs> so I I was sitting up in one of the cells, and I felt that that same energy from him. I felt him kind of pacing around me, didn't feel welcome. So I I went outside, and a friend of mine then texted me because he was watching the static fan, the static cam live feed that they have, and he said, "Oh, something's going on in the cell block. Go check it out." I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll admit I get scared. And that's half the reason I do this stuff. I like the feeling of being scared. <laughs> but I also knew that there was cameras on me, so I wasn't going to act like a chicken. So I went in <laughs> and I was standing in the middle of the cell block, just kind of looking at each end, talking, using my dousing rods, asking questions. And I was seeing energy like I, I every once in a while, it's like I'm able to see energy and light form like balls of energy. So I'm seeing this mm-hmm. off to my side and then I see the shadow of a prisoner in the cell in front of me kind of come out from the back corner, approach the bars and back away. Now I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm. I'm asking questions. And I hear footsteps down in the drunk tank. So I go walking down there and say, you know, who's, who's down here? You know, the whole rigmarole. And then I hear footsteps down the other end of the hall where I just came from. So now I know it's just playing with me. Mm-hmm. So now I go back to where I was standing and I said, you know, you're going to have to do something better than this. If you don't want me here, you have to let me know. And I glanced down towards the drunk tank, and in the doorway, there was a big black shadow. And that black shadow rushed at me, 
I saw it. I felt the cold air go through me oh. as it rushed at me. Uh, I puckered up real good. I <laughs> hightailed it out of there. I power walked. I didn't run. Didn't let oh. people know I was scared, but I was I was all done. I was all set after that. So crap. Oh my quite god. Quite the experience. Wow. Yeah. My so God. that's uh, that place is always going to have a special spot in my heart. Um, so I'm actually going back it, up to Detroit. So judging from what you're telling me, you, you're you're a medium. So I've been told that I have psychic abilities. We all do have them. It's a matter of how we can tap into these things. I've always been very empathic, uh, like a human barometer. I can sense the the pressure in the room, the energy. Mm-hmm. Up until recently, I've never really had anything else happen. But in the past couple of years, I've tried to open up a little bit more, and I've had more experiences that way. I have had a couple of very unexplainable psychic experiences before. I don't promote myself as such because I don't understand it and I'm not really ready for the responsibility of it. Mm-hmm. But I do have abilities, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, it, it would seem so because you mentioned, right. you know, all the experiences there were pretty much mediumistic as mm-hmm. far as the feelings you had and and uh, what the spirits were saying and stuff. So I, I would assume. Now, what type of equipment do you use on your investigations? So I've gone through the litany of everything. You know, you start off watching these shows and you buy all the stuff that doesn't do anything and mm-hmm. you realize it was a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Um, my my go-tos now, um, I have, you know, the SB7, a portal box. I have dousing rods, uh, REM pod, static device, recorder, laser grid, the, the, the basics. I have a go bag that I carry with me wherever I'm mm-hmm. walking around so I don't leave anything behind. But that's about it. I have a paranormal, one of the paranormal music boxes that makes all the creepy sounds if you motion activate it and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but i got away from all the cameras and all that because i found myself if i'm from recording all the time i'm missing everything going on around me so i've stopped trying to record mm. Mm. it's hard i do go it, it is it's you got to focus yeah. on one no, thing that's why you have a so. team for though you have a team you set yeah. up your base camp you can they can monitor it and you can do your thing that's the the good part about doing having a team mm-hmm. a lot of times i'll uh i'll live stream either on tiktok or our facebook page oh okay um, so people can watch at home. I'm so very lazy. I won't, yeah. I won't edit anything. So if I record okay. it, I'm never going to look at it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. It is hard, though, because I tend to investigate with um, my video camera in my hand. I do it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm in that field. I work in public access in East Bridgewater. And so I just always have a camera. And, and it is hard to really be in the moment. And be filming at the same time. Um, and you do miss a lot. So you but, miss all the things around you. Yeah. So yeah. So what why do you investigate? What is your your goal, your purpose to investigate these haunted locations? Personal experiences at this point. Um okay. I've I've been a believer for a very long time. I, I'm I consider myself. I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, anyways. I'm just curious. No, no, not at all. You know, everybody I does it for questions. a different reading. Yeah, everybody does it for mm-hmm. a different reason. Yeah. So I was just curious why you do it. Yeah. At this point so, in the game, it's for, it's definitely for personal experiences. I used to try, you know, to impress people with X, Y, and Z. I don't I don't care about that anymore. Um mm-hmm. I've always been very open. I'd love to get on TV doing it. Totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um and now at this point I, I the, the preservation is very important to me. So we're with this first property. We have others lining up that will hopefully get under the umbrella of the, the society too. Um, cool. It's just a way to pump some money back in. And that's that's the goal for me. I want to kind of create an umbrella on the South Shore of Mass with mm-hmm. all these locations that people don't know about and we'll help keep the roof on them. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a great cause. That's awesome. And I, and I know, um, you know, down in Middleborough, they've had 
great success at the, uh, yeah, and the name just went right out of my head. Oliver House. The Oliver House. Thank you. Because yep. yep. I'm old, I forget these things. They've, they've had <laughs> really great success with that um, and maintaining, you know, because everybody wants to investigate it and they pay and it's, it's, the money goes right to the town and it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. That's is. one of my favorite spots. Yeah. So how do how do you balance it? I, I know like when all the stuff that we do, and, and I'm very much big into preservation. I'm on the the board of the Prince of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. I was a chairman. I was a head of the Merrimack Valley Preservation Group, and we do ghost hunts and we do we raise money, but we still hold the integrity of the property. It still becomes a historic property. We still they still do their historic lighthouse things and everything so they they're still uh, uh available for people who are not just paranormal enthusiasts is mm-hmm. is that's what occurring in the hall as well do you have it both ways oh yeah yeah that was that was a big a big hurdle in the beginning is that they did not want to be known as this haunted location and i said that's yeah. that's fine i don't want that to be your only identity but what's happening now is i'm able to bring people in that also a lot of us paranormal people are fascinated with history too, so it, should it does kind of <laughs> a- absolutely. You know, it's a yeah, big part. You can't, have, so you can't does... have the paranormal without history, <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's been working out in that aspect, and <clears throat> we have a few different events that we've been booking up. We have one coming up uh, actually Friday the thirteenth with Tiffany Rice. She's doing a big gallery reading in there, okay. and that's going to br- yeah. that's going to bring in a totally different crowd uh, that isn't paranormal. And I have some other things lined up because the goal for me is to get more people using the hall and more people interested in coming and seeing it and maybe renting it for their own purposes because the building deserves to have life pumped back into it. And is, is there if a I website can do that, for this hall? Uh, uh, there's no website for the hall itself. The only access right now is uh, just through our paranormal, uh, the paranormal preservation society, Facebook page. I'm kind of handling all that. And this is a learn as I go <laughs> type of process. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right. maybe we can put the link up for, uh, on our site. Yeah, I'll definitely, definitely yeah. be posting that to our page yeah. as well so people can learn more about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when so it's Friday the 13th, that's your first big event? That's just that event. We have, so we have oh, uh, April, April 16th, what we're doing, and this is this actually another fun little event idea that uh, we came up with. So April 16th is the night before Easter. We're doing um, an Easter egg and ghost hunt for the younger crowd at the hall. <laughs> That's cute. Um, we're, doing, we're doing a young kid one from like 6 to 7.30 where it's just Easter egg hunt for the little kids. And then for the older crowd, we're doing an egg hunt and ghost hunt from like 7.45 to 9 o'clock. So what are your age limits for these two different ones? We are leaving that up to the discretion of the parents. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like... It, I've caught a lot of flack over the years for investigating with my daughter as if it's some horrific thing that I take her investigating, but oh, no, people no. are starting to come around now. It, it, it's, it's no different supporting your child doing something that they like. It's not dangerous. It's she enjoys yeah. spending time with me and going out and doing it. And I make sure it's done in a safe manner. So I've over the years met a lot of people that have that same situation. And a lot of these locations don't allow kids at all. So that was a big drive for me was like allowing children to be there because if they're interested in it, they're more open. They're probably going to see more ghosts than anyone else anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to ask you about the location. Now, you know, yep. a lot of places that they 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 don't allow Ouija boards. And what is the, the policy there at the hall? I'm totally OK with Ouija boards. Okay. Um, so you have since no I'm, I, I'm, I'm the one. I, I don't believe Ouija boards work. 
um, to be honest with you. I have I have over 40 of them. I collect them because I like the art and the way they look. So my, yeah, my living room is yeah. full of Ouija boards. And uh, I've used them. I don't feel that, the, first of all, they're no different than any other piece of equipment we use and ask questions through. So mm-hmm. um, something that came out as a board game really shouldn't be feared as much as it has. But it's a Hollywood thing. So <laughs> I have I have no, there, there's no rules about not using Ouija boards. I've brought the Ouija board there many times and we've, we've said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. it's curious because there are it always cracks me up because you have some locations and I could name them but I'm not going to right now that wouldn't <laughs> allow them at all in there and uh, it's just uh, you know it, it, I could never figure it out because what's the difference? You, oh, you don't know who you're talking to like you do in any other piece of equipment that you're using or whether you're using EVPs or or dowsing rods or anything else like you, you know that's the same you could say the same for all of those right i never understood it either i always kind of laugh when i see like oh no ouija boards no like i'm like why what's the problem Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i mean if you're going to do even you know glass swirling or table tipping or whatever it's tantamount to the same thing really Mm -hmm. i think i do too yep yeah 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 yep you communicating we are uh, coming up to the yep. break. I just want to make you aware of that. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't want to ask any big involved questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like... I, it sounds like that pause there. So I was like, uh, I don't wanna... <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, we got a minute. We got a minute. All right. So, so we, if somebody wants to find out more information about you, where could they? They can go to Facebook, uh, Warner Paranormal Preservation Society page, and you can message us directly on there. You can also find the links on the Warner Paranormal Explorers social medias. Okay, It's, it's pretty you. easy to find. You're welcome. All right. So uh, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the Ron right here on Tojanet Pararex Radio and all great podcasts formats or whatever they are platforms i guess anyways we're brought to you by circles of wisdom 386 merrimack street methuen massachusetts the Glant messier family law group 15 high street north andover massachusetts and the our very good friends by the way on ghost chronicles radio and patreon uh if you're not a patreon member you've got to join there's i don't know about 35 videos on there in fact dan and i and leslie just did one on our recent investigation on the east bridge water height uh, thing so we'll be right back after the uh following messages Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, 
and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our very special guest tonight, Matt Warner from Warner Paranormal Preservation Society. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Ron is a little confused tonight. Just don't pay any attention to him. <laughs> I'm confused watching this chat. I have no idea what's happening. I am just... too. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I, I keep getting some of these crazy ass things that keep coming up every time somebody posts it's i think you do have girl's a... name this, i'm telling you my freaking computer's possessed it's possessed it's possessed oh my god where's my holy water well better uh, where's the bad helsing spray spritz it with your special spray yeah oh special blend oh lord all right so uh we have a couple questions in our chat room uh from john uh, about investigation and he I think he is um, wanting to know is there a cheap but not I think he means uh, inexpensive but not <laughs> quote-unquote cheap equipment to investigate because he says people can't afford high-tech equipment so I think right he's there. looking for a recommendation of well, maybe what you hearing and yeah I'm happy to hear that because most people, like I said, they'll go out and buy those weirdo things they see on Ghost Hunters that are just for TV. So, right. I mean, Paranormal you can invest. Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> or, that, or that weird ear thing that's on wheels. I can't even look at that thing with a straight uh, face. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. I don't it's, think I want to know. Weirdest, it, it's the weirdest thing. It looks like some sort of bedroom toy. Um, <laughs> probably is. Well, they, they have cat toys, so what the hell? Why awesome. not? Bedroom toy. That's actually what I was going to suggest. Those cat balls, those light up cat balls, those are fantastic because they, they go yeah. off with motion. Those are those are 250 at Stop and Shop. You can get awesome. those. I can get um, one from, uh, Cody Desmond. Yeah, you can. Yep, Cody. I think Cody still does put those out, actually. Mm-hmm. I just I just undercut his business. Sorry, Cody. Aww. Yeah, nice guy. See, he gave yeah. me my he gave me my end, so I promote him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he is he is a good guy. He's one of my buddies, so I I, I love guy. Cody and Satori. We love um, we love Cody. Oh, he he used to come um, to our shows be, way before, like at the beginning, way before Satori. <laughs> before Satori. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yep. uh, he would he would come and come to the studio and watch us. We we film a live video show uh, mm-hmm. at EB Cam in East Bridgewater, where I work, once a month. And he's he's been on a number of times. But he used to come and and sit in the audience and watch the show <laughs> way, way back in the day. So and he'd come out to to eat with us. So he's he's a great kid. We love well, him. He is good people. Yeah, I'm glad they're doing um, something together. They're, I love their. Uh, um, I can't think of the name of the thing, the paranormal museum, whatever it is. Uh, 
the but parent the couple. No, but what they're couple, saying is the, the, haunted, what the haunted museum. Thank you right. very much. Yeah, I know who yep. they are. That Carry, yeah, well, whatever. Carry on. <laughs> Back to our guests. Um, we digress. Some of the other cheap cheap pieces of equipment you can get, you can go, you know, old school metaphysical. You can get the dousing rods and mm-hmm. kind of feel them out, get to get to know them. You can you get can even make your own, right? You can make your own with I've coat seen hangers. people do with coat hangers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my dousing rods are like 15 bucks. They're just copper mm-hmm. rods. And I and I like them. I've tried other people's and I like my cheapo rods better than theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you, and, and your best piece of equipment that you have is your cell phone because you could do audio. You could do video. You could take pictures. Mm-hmm. And we all have cell phones, so there's uh, no reason you can't, can't use your cell phone. <laughs> and and they even have uh, thermal imagery attachments for your Apple phone, so there you go. You're kidding. Yep, you, you can get the clear that. attachments for the phones now. Yep. Oh my yep. goodness, that's different. That's different. That's so you, you... way. <laughs> well, thank you, and I I hope John, I hope that that helps you, because um, I I do agree with Matt. I think. Uh, I, I love dowsing rods. I, rods. I love my pendulum. That's one of my, my favorite things to have with me. Mm-hmm. And those aren't very well, expensive at all. You can use anything as a pendulum, too. Sure. Yes, Ron, you showed me how to use the pendulum. I have to say <laughs> that every single time. I know. I <laughs> every never get tired of, get tired of it. I know. He did. One thing I would recommend to John is if he, if he is still there is the, the best way to should. find out what you, what you like is to go to some of these public events and use other people's equipment for free. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah, Whenever we host events, we have the equipment that we use. You get to see it in action. And for the past couple of years of me traveling, and I was seeing all my friends' stuff, what they had. I learned a lot of things that I do and don't like. Uh, one thing I invested in was the EDI Plus because it has so many features to it, which it does, you know, electrical magnet, yeah, the EMF, it does vibration, it does cold spots. And it records. That's, yeah, and it, and it records. Yeah, it's a very handy tool. So wow. going to an event before you buy anything is a great way to see what you actually like and what would fit in your toolkit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was given one of those by my... Uh... Uh, students, one of my students in their paranormal CSI class. So, oh, is that that? It's orange, right? Yeah, it's orange. Yeah, that yeah. one's orange. Yeah. yeah, it's almost. It looks like it's in an otter box, almost like. You yeah, know, it's kind of neat. Drop it out a three-story window; it'd be absolutely fine. Um, yeah, sort of like me. That just <laughs> like Ron. Yeah, you drop him out the window. Poop! He just bounces off his head. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have, okay. First of all, I saw on your page Ghostbusters fan. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we all are. I don't know, but yes, long time, long time. And what? So, what did you think of Afterlife? I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. They did a perfect. They did a great job with the nostalgia. Uh, I liked the feel of it. I think that they did a really good job overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I still haven't seen it. Everybody, <laughs> I still everybody haven't. likes it. That, that's that's a true fan. The only thing I found about it was the end was a little bit uh, the lovey-dovey stuff was a little bit long on it, but that's all right. It was only a minute or so longer than it should have been. <laughs> I, just, I, I know I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should have to put a spoiler alert out for a six-month-old movie, but we will just to be oh, nice, right? Please. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't do because the end hasn't seen us. So I just, I'm so much. bad with movies. I'm like, I want to see that. I want to see that, and like, God, it must I, be on Netflix and something. I, now. I'm gonna look for it. It's got to be. That's how I see everything. That's how I see everything. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't go to the movie theater. I just weird, weird like that. So, 
how did tell me how so you know jason how did mm -hmm. you meet we just bumped into each other how did you meet where did you meet so i had heard of jason through some mutual friends um and then i was introduced to him through a uh, former acquaintance of mine and just i was always a fan of his photography mm -hmm. i've always i've always been a fan of the abandoned buildings and all that stuff too so it kind of was a no-brainer for me to introduce myself to him i met him at salem con um mm -hmm. god it must have been four or five years ago now at this point i don't even know how long ago. it was a while ago yeah and i was i remember i was really excited to meet him and um he's he's been a good close friend of mine since we've Aww. done uh some paranormal road trips together he's done a lot of my photography for me um some of my banners and things like that over the years he's been the mm -hmm. photographer for and he's uh he's a solid guy he really is that's awesome you know i've i've never met him i've never met him in person but i have followed him i uh when i first came on this show as ron's co-host which is over i don't know it's like 12 years ago i don't know I seriously i've i've lost track 12 maybe 13 years ago and i i had just started and i'm a newbie and i'm all excited so i saw this article in the boston globe about this guy who does the urban explorations and does the photography and I'm like, oh, I think this guy would be a really cool guest for our show. So we had him on the show, on the radio mm -hmm. show. And I mean, since then, I, and I've always, so I've always followed him on Facebook. And um, I, I'm like, he's just soared. He, he's just hit his stride, I think. He uh, sure has. Recently. And I can't be happier for him because he seems like an awesome guy. He's a, he's a, he's a dog guy. He's an animal, animal lover, uh, also. And, um, he, so anyways, he does, he does, does seem like a really awesome guy. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are, are buds and that's, that's very cool. And, um, he does outstanding work. You want to tell us who we're talking about? Jason Baker. We talked, I'm sorry. We talked about, so when I introed Matt, yeah, but I wasn't here, so. I know, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I introed Matt, I said that Jason Baker had been talking about him and ah. urging people to check out, you know, Warner Paranormal on Facebook. So I did. <laughs> and that's and how here we, we are. Here. here we all are. <laughs> it's, it's a Jason love fest. But anyways. He, uh, he, deserves all the, he, he deserves all his accolades, and he's a very humble person. So he he's, he's a really just solid stand-up person. He's he used to hard. be uh, with some paranormal group right no no he's never had a, any affiliations nope. he's kind of freelancer I, I would say he doesn't yeah, do as much of the investigations he does more photography oh, okay yeah. okay he's just always in really creepy places mm -hmm. <laughs> oh okay i think i know so you would that. think that he was in a paranormal group but that's just what he he uh shoots yeah, yeah he's been doing all a, a lot of nick ruff's uh promotional photography as of late oh yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. So he's, awesome. he's doing good, doing good for himself. That's great. so. And when you started the show, did you ask him how he got involved in this? To start it, I, I, uh, I think he kind of led you, kind of led right into that. With I don't know, did did you say how you started? I know you said you'd all you'd be been in it for over twenty years, and you were always interested. But how did we how didn't get? We really didn't do the backstory. We didn't do the backstory. What's the backstory? <laughs> all right, so the backstory. Um. <laughs> So growing up, I, I always loved horror movies um, from a very young age. And uh, next door, 
my grandparents lived there and I had one of those nanas that would buy you anything you wanted, no questions asked. So it, was, it was very fortunate. Um, mm-hmm. I was also overfed, which was another problem, but that was you know, not a problem as a kid. But <laughs> anytime we, we, she would take me shopping any day of the week for any, anything. And I'd always go with her and I used to convince her to buy me records and VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was very young and I convinced her, I said, Oh, I want to get this movie. And it wound up being this movie, the ghoulies. Ah, uh, which is it's it. an absolute it's a terrible movie like i've watched it, it as an adult like, movie, but i love it but that no, movie not, that movie like scared that movie. me that scared me to use the toilet for about a week <laughs> um I, and i couldn't tell my mom i couldn't say oh this is why you know i just played it off because i didn't want her to you know get mad at nana and then i couldn't go there anymore oh, wait, <laughs> like wait a stuff so are we talking mm-hmm. about we're talking about ghoulies right mm-hmm. oh i thought you said goonies which i like oh no that's that's the goonies is my all-time favorite movie Okay, good, good, good. Nothing lever up to that. We're talking about ghoulies. Okay. But yes, I I grew up loving horror and loving the, the, you know, the fight or flight um, response. So, you know, and and then you see Ghostbusters and all these things. And as I was growing up, my grandparents' house was haunted. And I believe that it was my great grandmother because she passed away in the house. I never had any experiences there, but they would always tell me the, the little stories and things like that that would happen. And so growing up around it, people, it was not one of those taboo subjects for us. It was just okay. Like ghosts are real. That's, that's how life is. And as I got older, I had, you know, little experiences that you kind of brush off as like, yeah, probably just imagining that and nothing profound, but then this TV shows like unsolved mysteries came out, sightings oh, yeah. came out yeah. and I used to love unsolved mysteries at, at, in October because they always do the ghost stuff and the spooky stuff and Robert Stack's voice was phenomenal for that kind of thing. Yes. His voice would scare you, never mind the show. And at that point in time, obviously, the Internet wasn't a thing. So I used to get all the books. I'd ask for books for Christmas. I'd go to the library and just start reading all the stuff. I have some Hans Holzer books from way back when, wow. some of the Warrens books. And I just absorbed as much as I could. And I was fascinated by, oh, there's people out there that really do see this stuff and have this stuff happen. So. And then the ghost hunting shows came out, ghost hunters came out and it was like, oh, wow, this, there's a lot to this. So one of the books that I had, I think it was one of those weird Massachusetts or weird New England. There was a little paragraph in it about a road not far from where I lived. And it was one of those roads that had all the legends to it, kind of like the Bridgewater Triangle area, which I live in. You're obviously located in in East Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Kind of that like, hey, if it can happen, it happens here. So the road had all these um claims like you know you'd see pterodactyl not pterodactyls the thunderbirds or you'd see <laughs> giant native american spirits ufos all kind of bigfoot so as a bored teenager i had nothing better to do than drive up and down this damn road all the time <laughs> and so and i didn't have any friends that were really interested in the paranormal and i just would drag whoever wanted to come out for the ride and i must have went up and down this road 80 to 100 times without anything ever happening to me and I was 19 at the time, and I picked a friend up after I got out of work. I got out of work at like 8 o'clock, and it was in January. It was a warm night, no precipitation or anything on the ground. And this particular friend was very uh, cowardice. I'll use, that, I'll, I'll use nice language. And um, he didn't like the idea, but he had nothing better to do. So we're driving down. It was about a 20-minute drive to get there. And I said, hey, you know what I think I'm going to do tonight is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop in the middle of the road turn the lights off and stuff and it's like oh you know please just don't do that to me and knowing damn well i'm gonna do that i said yeah no problem i won't do that to you <laughs> so when you get to this road it cuts through a very rich neighborhood 
and very nice houses. And then the second half of the road is all rough paved, like a lane and a half wide. And it cuts through like conservation land, which is former native land, which basically all of it is. And it was used as a cut through to get to another main road. So what we would do is we would drive through it, turn around and come back. So we get uh, you know, two for one deal. <laughs> so we're driving through the road. We get down there, get to the end, turn around. And I could tell he's, he's on edge anyways. And <laughs> as I'm pulling up, we get to about halfway point of the rough paved road and I'm slowing down and he goes, Oh, don't Uh do this. Don't do this. And I said, I don't worry about it. It's no big deal. (laughs) I bring my truck to a stop. No sooner as I I brought it to a stop and I was still in drive. I flipped the lights off and, and right in front of my truck, I see two white hands on the hood, white (gasps) arms. I see up to the shoulders. I never saw the head because I freaked out. (laughs) I I, I flipped the lights on as fast as I could and I floored it and my truck wouldn't move. It just sat there and the tires spun and the road road was dry. There was no rain, no snow, nothing, no ice. And all of a sudden the truck moved, but it didn't go forward. It went sideways as if it was shoved off to the side. So now the truck is going at a stupid rate of speed. (laughs) I'm trying to jerk, jerk the wheel to stay on the road. He's screaming at me to not do this to him. I'm trying to tell him it has nothing to do with me. I'm not doing this. And at the last second, I was able to get onto the road before I slapped into a huge tree. Oh, crap. we went through this residential neighborhood at at least 60 miles an hour. Oh my we, got God. To, we got out to the main road. I kept going down the main road. And then I pulled over to the side. And this was early days of cell phones. So I had the old school uh, flip phone Nokia. Flip phone. Yeah. And oh uh, I pulled over. Ron still and has I, and, yeah. they, and it still works. That's how things were made back then. That's right. <laughs> um, so I said to him, I said, what, what did you see? I said, I saw, there was a woman in a white dress standing right in front of your truck. I said, that's exactly what I saw. Holy and, crap. I, I called my mom right away because my mom was into that stuff. She would drive up and down the road with her boyfriend at the time. And <laughs> it was like this. It was this thing, like this family thing. Like, oh, we got nothing family to do. Affair. Go down the road. Wow. And uh, it was it, it changed my whole perspective on everything. And I realized at that point, I said, there's so much more to this than anyone that hasn't had these experiences can see. So from that point on, I just started digging in deeper and deeper. And that's kind of when I started becoming an investigator, you know, in my own terms. Wow. That's so that was 22 years ago. Quite a story. Holy cow. I'd get yeah. into the paranormal too, or I'd run as fast as I could away from it. But wow. <laughs> you need answers when something like that happens. Cause that doesn't yes, make sense. It doesn't compute, you, do. you know, it's true. It's true. Oh my Lord. So how yeah. long has your, your group been together? So the, my, my one of paranormal explorers team has been together for, been together for three and a half. Little, almost three and a half years now. It's a small team. It's myself and my daughter. I started it for the two of us at first. Yeah. Um, branched off from a team that I used to be a, a part of. And it was one of those too many cooks in the kitchen type of situations. Mm-hmm. And at that point, one of my best friends, she'd always wanted to do paranormal. And I said, hey, I said, I'm just going to start this little thing. If you want to be a part of it, that's great. And her, at the time, fiance was, was with her. He had no interest in the paranormal, but he wanted to come along. And that's great. And that's the four of us, we've turned him into a believer since mm-hmm. we've started doing all this stuff. And they make up a part of the Preservation Society and a few other people that I trust uh, and are very good friends with in the area have also joined in the society. So we're collectively working to give this hall some life. Cool. Nice. That's great. Um, cool, I wanted to ask you, since you, you, you kind of mentioned it, so it's just I had been looking on your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And so you do this this uh, little video called Unpopular Opinion. <laughs> yes. Tell me, tell me about Unpopular Opinion. 
it's, it's just a so rant. I, I, is it a rant? Yes. So I it's, watched it's one. Like, it's yeah. It's kind of like when Peter Griffin did what really grinds my gears on Family Guy. It's a very similar situation. <laughs> um, there was a period of time where everything in the paranormal was kind of pissing me off. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided, you know, there's too many, so many people within the field don't speak their mind and don't tell it like it is. And I've always been known for being very truthful and upfront and bold and blunt. And that's just who I am because I, why sugarcoat it? Uh-huh. This is a hobby. I'm not, this, I'm, it's not paying my bills. I'm not going to conform to someone's versions of what they should be. So what I did for a little while was I kind of kept an, you know, an, an ear to the street, so to speak, to see what was kind of going on in the field. And when things would go wrong, I just film one of these little rants and just say, this is how I feel about it. And I called it unpopular opinion, even though it was the underground popular opinion, because the average people were not want to talk about it, but I would right. be the one to talk about it. <laughs> I tried to try to branch it off into a live show and I had a little success with one. And then, okay. you know, you get a lot of people behind the scene, like, oh, I definitely want to come on. And then it's time to come out and say some things they don't want to come out. So yeah, <laughs> <it didn't work. laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, that is funny. Cause I, 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 I did, I watched the one that's, whatever was on the top of your your site and i'm like oh what's this this is interesting <laughs> and it was just kind of about former uh, former teams so uh but mm-hmm. i thought that was funny and i i think it's great it's your page you can do whatever you want absolutely why not why not i think it's i think it's i think it's great Say i feel like, like too many people walk on eggshells as if like they, they're going to be punished for being themselves within this community of people. And it well, makes no sense. Wait a minute. Unfortunately, they will be. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the truth. Honestly, Facebook is, you know, it's like if you take the oh. wrong side of Facebook, you are screwed. You're, oh, you're going to get castrated uh, publicly. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, if people don't agree with you. Anyways. <laughs> my wife so, corrected my... I, uh, castigated to castigated (laughs) (laughs) so uh you also have an event coming up with a friend of ours at the pain house with kenda costa yes i'm looking forward to that i've not been to the pain house yet i was asked uh by james anito if i wanted to join up and i said Uh absolutely uh he's one of the members of my society as well so we've we've been friends for quite some years now and i was excited i'm really happy to go check it out i've heard good things about it and uh, he's he's the paranormal priest right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. him and uh johnson him and Kyle, oh, yeah. yeah duo duo demonology oh right 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 yeah, yeah. yeah i think okay. james we had, is a we deacon had, we had one on the show remember? title yes i do yes 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 but i i always just i always just think of him that's how i think of him like the paranormal priest because he's got that that priest thing on but that's um his thing call yeah. him it's called a caller caller Akala. Yeah, I know. I know. But oh, that's that's cool because I have not been to the pain house. I think Ron's been. Have you been? No. Ron, I know. And Ken has invited us. Too much so of a pain. We, we, <laughs> we, we do need to get down there. But this Ron. sounds Ken's apparently. A, Ken's a good guy, too. He's yes. great. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a super guy. He, he did those paracons for, oh, I don't know how many years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone's the last one, apparently. So yeah, I know, I know. That's what he was telling me. To, I, I was a speaker one time there, and uh, he said, "Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do it." Then the next year, he was doing it again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, hard to watch. He did a good like job. He did a good job on him. I, I, I thought he did a decent job on on this Paracon. So 
There you go. Yeah, I was at one of them. I forget which one it was. It was very, very hot though that day. I do remember that. Yeah, he picks a nice hot sun in you. Uh, yeah, July, July is a terrible time of year for that stuff. <laughs> it, it is. Jeez, now oh. I wonder if we were at the same one because it was really hot the way the year we were there by the river. Yeah, um, yeah who was there? Like, some, Bill Brock, was Andrea all. Perrin. He was doing them all there. Uh, yeah. We are coming up on the. Um, there it is, Mona Williams. I don't know what you are talking about. What are you talking about? <laughs> You have this it weird just, name popping up? It just came up again. I think I do think your computer is possessed. I do. <laughs> <laughs> when when your name comes up, it comes up. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh okay. That's odd. All right. Nope. Nope. It's again. It is Mona Williams. This is so freaking I, weird. Well, apparently Mona is possessing your computer. I love Mona. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we got away from that. Uh, what what we were saying, I don't know, but carry on. Uh, yeah, we got to wrap it up a little bit. We so. do need to wrap it up a little bit, though. Mm. But so, if people, so how can people get tickets? They they go to your your Facebook page if they want to get tickets for your event yes, or any so of the, your events. The, you have a number of yeah. Them. Yeah, the events are starting to pile up. Uh, it's it's fun trying to manage these things because this is all new to me, and I'm like double booking myself. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> but um, all of our the events for the hall are located on the Warner Paranormal Preservation Society's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I did just create an Instagram page today. It's just going to act as a carbon copy. Everything will be posted to the to, to both of them. Ah. And um, all the tickets are up for grabs right now. We've got an event, like I said, the Easter egg hunt. Will be the 16th the 23rd we're doing an event with uh becky galantine who is known as my bloody galantine on tiktok and instagram mm-hmm. then we have friday the 13th with tiffany rice we haven't announced this one yet but we have may 20th with duo demonology nice and then we've got quite a few others in the works so wow. we just have to follow along the page to see who's going to be there <laughs> you are rolling right along holy cow i'm trying i do everything 110 percent wow <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I'm really happy for you, Matt, and I'm glad that things are are just ramping up. Yeah, I appreciate really it. Awesome. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm doing all I can. And we want to thank you for being on the show today, and uh, uh, wish you the best of luck. And uh, if you, anything new comes up, let Ann know. That's yeah. it. I appreciate you guys having me. I yeah. get you out to the hall. I yep. know. I, would, I need to get. Oh, open. that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could record it something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that would be All cool. right, yeah. so we got to say goodbye to you. <laughs> well, again, thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're so welcome. And hopefully we'll yep. see you out at the hall and see all these vi- these viewers out at the hall at some point, too. Awesome. Okay, there you go. So anyways, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with Ann and Ron uh, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Poach, Patreon, Patreon, yeah, Patreon, <laughs> and uh, become a member of the Ghost uh, Dead... Idea society and uh, find it. Anyways, today's last words. We got to end it up like once again. So this is a little short one actually. So yeah, we're doing fine. All right, this was uh, given to us by Groucho uh, Max, and he says, "Die, my dear. Why, that's the last thing I'll do, and that's the last word." <laughs>
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.